If you fantasize about making out with hot mermaids or prepubescent Tom Hanks, you've come to the right place. This is Dusty VCR! The podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Rachel, how are you? I'm pretty good. I just got a new car today, so oh, I'm yeah? psyched about that. Oh. I've been just driving on people's lawns and nice. uh, through the woods off-roading because it's a subaru because it's a soup yeah it's a soup as they call them <laughs> and you're legally allowed to drive that anywhere exactly yeah so here's the question i have do people go off-roading as like a activity like a hobby i think so what does that mean they just go places where there's not roads uh-huh i guess <laughs> yep like drive their jeeps through the like lawns and stuff <laughs> the lawns and, and the sands <laughs> local dumps. Yeah, I mean, how do you know where to go? Who, where, do you, is it like looking for a hiking trail? It's like you look for the road and then you go off it. <laughs> I heard it's not road. That's, that's where you can go off-roading. Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll work on that. Okay, and Zena uh, is my other co-host. Zena, how are you? I'm doing great. I, uh, I didn't buy a, buy a car today. Ah, um, the one day. Yeah, I did Oh, wait, it. April Fool's? <laughs> April Fool's. Oh, oh, we're, yeah. we're recording this on April Fool's Day, so that's one of you know, April Fool's jokes. <laughs> her classic April Fool's jokes is, is the I one did. day she didn't buy a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a car We know today. you always buy a car on <laughs> April Fool's Day. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, how are you? I'm good. I noticed uh, that your hair is purple today. Yes, yes. I, I dyed it purple um, as, as a tradition in our family for April Fool's. That's right. Exactly. <gasps> Just kidding. April Fool's. Oh! No, <laughs> Fooled you guys. <laughs> that was when we were growing up. Our mom would always say, huh, your hair is purple. <laughs> and I think I would fall for it for a really long time. <laughs> That's the classic the April classic, Fool's joke. Classic April Fool's joke. Family. Yeah. Classic Sue Mom. <laughs> and this morning she sent us a, a text with a, a little picture that she photoshopped of herself oh, with purple yeah. hair. Oh, that's yeah. good. Like purple dreadlocks, too. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. What was my mom's April Fool's text today? Um, there's a spider. Spider emoji. On this text. April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That's so pretty cute. Good All right. So today we're discussing the 1984 movie Splash, starring Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, and John Candy. Uh, it follows the story of a young Tom Hanks falling in love with a mermaid. So, Rachel, what were your impressions going into the movie? I didn't remember a whole lot. I remember that she calls herself Madison after Madison Avenue. And for a little while, I lived near Madison Avenue in New York. And I Ooh. always thought of that when I went by Madison Avenue. I also remember that Tom Hanks is on my whiners list. Oh. Do you remember my whiners list? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I had a list of actors who I thought were the biggest whiners of Hollywood. And top of the list was definitely Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And then after that was Tom Hanks. And then I have no memory of anyone else who was on that <laughs> list. I think those were the only two. Right. So... Looking back on it, I don't know exactly why I thought they were whiners. I mean, he's kind of a whiner in the movie. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And I remember doing, when I talked about why each of those were were whiners, it would be like, I would just be like saying the titles of the movies, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be like, 
Oh, I'm Tom Hanks. Oh, I'm big now. Oh, <laughs> life is so hard. Oh, splash. I got splashed. That happens a lot in this movie. <laughs> That's what makes them whiners. Right. And Zena, what were your... Did you watch the trailer before you watched it? We watched what we thought was the trailer. It turned mm. out just to be like the first three minutes of the movie. Okay. But I, I got the idea. Yeah. So my, my only real question prior to watching the movie was, is this going to be better or worse than The Little Mermaid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's always the question, though. I, I have determined an answer. Okay. Should I disclose now? Well, let's let's get through all the, the, the preconceptions. Let's so, make them wait. Let's yeah. save it. <laughs> so those were, those were your thoughts going in? Yeah. So my memory, I remember Eugene Levy. And then I, I kind of forgot who he was. I remembered him as being like a reporter because I just remember him taking pictures all the time. I forgot what he actually was, but I remembered him as the bad guy. And I was like, oh, no, like Eugene Levy is the bad guy, but I love Eugene Levy. I had a memory of Madison, too. There was a Madison at my camp, and I was like, in the movie, Tom Hanks is like, Madison's not a name. Right. And then I was like, oh, but there are people named Madison. And then I, so I was like, is that where the name Madison came from? I always wondered about that. And I actually looked it up, and this movie is why people are named Madison. What? Yeah. Whoa. People weren't named Madison before this movie, and then this movie caused a big surge in, in girls being named Madison. Whoa. That's For all wild. you mermaids yeah. named Madison out there. Yeah. Much love. <laughs> um, and I remembered I remembered that you could see Daryl Hannah's butt. Oh, I, could, I remembered that you could see her boobs, but then they ended up being weird boobs in the movie. <laughs> oh, I like totally couldn't remember that you could see them. And then when I saw it, I was really surprised that you could. And do you guys know what this is rated? No. PG. PG. Oh, PG. And PG? You, you can see her boobs. Yeah. Like they used to be really soft on that kind of stuff wow. in the 80s. I remember in Airplane, there's people are like fully this naked. basically a porn. Basically a porn. <laughs> And they rated it PG? Yeah, PG. Like, they didn't care about that in the 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I remember... They loved boobs and butts in the 80s. (laughs) We were so European back then. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with Xena. Does it hold up to The Little Mermaid? No, it doesn't hold up to The Little Mermaid. Oh, it doesn't hold up to The Little Mermaid. Alan, played by Tom Hanks, and and Madison the Mermaid, they didn't sing one song together. That's true. Like, (laughs) what? Uh, So what did you think? I thought it deserved, you know, maybe uh, three quarters of a whoop. Mm. Did it match what you remembered? I think I remembered it being better. Yeah, I also remembered it being better. I loved everything that John Candy said. Yeah. And that was basically it. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot how bad the romance was between Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. I remembered it being much sweeter, but rewatching it, it's like... Yeah. It's like all always very weird. Like there's weird elements to it in every stage of their relationship. Right. I did enjoy the the cop that it's like, hey, who is she? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you don't you don't know, of course. <laughs> so he calls Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks, he drives over to the police station and gets Madison and she doesn't talk and he brings her to his house. And they fuck and they fuck and they yeah, fuck. Yeah, which is so, crazy. Okay. Daryl Hannah in this movie is every man's dream. Yeah. She doesn't talk. She's beautiful. She's got blonde hair, blue eyes, a perfect bod, naked all the time, yeah. always ready to fuck. <laughs> Constantly. 
She's all over him all the time, and she doesn't want to talk at all. And he has no questions about that. He's like, okay, you just want to have sex with me. Great. Okay, fine. He's just like, awesome. Yeah. This is so great. This kids is what true love is. It yeah. is. And then, like, once when she goes, she she sees an ad for Bloomingdale's on TV and decides to go to Bloomingdale's. So I when I was watching it with Allegra, she's like, oh, she's had the exact same. She's like, oh, she just wants to have sex, and now she's going shopping. Great. <laughs> Just consumerism and sex. <laughs> and then Tom Hanks figures out that she's there and he goes and gets her. And we we find out that by watching TV all day, she's learned to talk and she yes. can speak perfect English. They never talk about his credit card bill. What, what no. that Bloomingdale's cost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing she like seems to figure out very quickly is like she needs a wallet. <laughs> she needs a wallet, which she takes his wallet. He doesn't take his wallet to work with him that no. day. And she also knows how to tie a tie, which I still can't do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I remember as a kid when we were watching that movie, first of all, I remember having such a big crush on the young Tom Hanks. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I was like, what a dream book. Uh-huh. He's like eight years old at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hasn't shaved yet. <laughs> And then I remember thinking that Daryl Hannah wearing the suit is, like, the coolest outfit. Oh. And then, but, like, the lady in the store doesn't think so at all. She's like... Well, it had already been cool by the time the movie came out. Oh, she She says Annie I Hall see. is over. Because that had see. already been a really cool I didn't hear her say look. that. Yeah. Um, but then she, she uh, do you remember the, the comment she makes? My daughter, on the other hand, is lucky. She's anorexic. Oh, yeah. I like that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, boy. <laughs> you didn't like that? Um, <laughs> it, was, it was like, at the time, it was already meant to be, and it's like, this, this woman is making sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It, it was just surprising in the moment. Oh, yeah. But I actually, we, we skipped over. What did you guys think of the, so John Candy is always dropping coins uh, on the floor near attractive women, and then mm-hmm. when he bends over to pick up the coins, he looks up their skirts. Right, which he started doing as a kid. Yeah, you see it in the flashback. As, a, as an adult. What did you guys think? Is that was that funny or or? Oh, it wouldn't up? fly in today's uh, Hollywood films. I tell you what. Yeah. Michael, have you been to the Cod? I have not been to. Oh, to Cape Cod. Yes. You have. Yeah. When did you go? I went three years ago for a very angsty New Year's Eve celebration. Angsty. Yeah, I was I was Were you dating with angsty teens. I was with angsty teens. No, I was I was dating this girl, and we've been together for like seven months. And um, she wanted me to go to Cape Cod with her, and I, I like spend the weekend with all of her friends. It was like eight people that I didn't know. Oh, and right, I, I remember something. I didn't about this. really want to go, but there had been like two or three different fights about me not hanging out with her friends, and so right. like by the time this happened, it was like going to be too much of a fight about not hanging out with her friends but i was like okay sure <laughs> it was like it was so long it was like we stayed for three nights or something and it was with so many people yeah in what kind of a space we got uh we also like somehow got the screwed over on the space we got like the smallest bedroom we were like in a walkthrough bedroom of somebody else. Was this like a Airbnb or something? No, it was one of her friends owned the house. Oh. And it was like a vacation house for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's your Cape Cod experience? You guys went to Cape Cod together, right? We went to Cape Cod together. We went uh, last year 
and we were there for like two nights or so. Two nights, yeah. We just like swam with the sharks and made out with hot mermaids. Yeah, yeah. basically that's what we did. It was awesome. Yeah. Where were we? What are we talking about? So what did you guys think of the scene where there's a part where she goes into the bathroom when Tom Hanks is sleeping and gets in oh, the tub? That man does not respect privacy. I oh can't. my God, Tom, so, back Tom, off. Tom Hanks hears You're that she's in the such tub. You're such an overprotective boyfriend. Did you Jeez. say stop being a peeping Tom? Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, oh I said that in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like she she's in the bath and she turns into a mermaid when she touches water. And so she's relaxing being a mermaid in the bath. Tom Hanks hears that she's in the bath and asks to come in and she says no. And then he freaks out that she won't let him in and he kicks down the door. He tries to, yeah, he breaks down the door. He's like, I'm coming in there! Yeah, He's like, so oh, crazy. what, you're being shy now? Yeah. Oh, after we had sex everywhere? And one of the places he listed, did you did you notice? On top of the fridge. On top of the fridge! <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, so... That's that's one of the many parts where Tom Hanks shows himself as, as sort of that's that's some real whiner, whiner. real whiner, very controlling and demanding, mm-hmm. and so he does that, and then it's but then she walks out with legs, and he seems even though he's he doesn't seem that disturbed that when he does kick down the door, she's like sprawled out on the floor. She's like sprawled out and scared and like yeah. don't come in. <laughs> he doesn't seem <laughs> just like bothered yeah. by that at all. He's like, What's oh, you were just you? shy. <laughs> oh well, whatever. <laughs> Back to the sex. <laughs> so then he's he's still excited about her. He and so he's talking to John Candy about her, and that was I think my favorite scene in the movie when he and John and uh, John Candy are. Did I say John Hanks? No. Oh. <laughs> he and and John Candy are playing racquetball together. That was a good one. So oh yeah, I just like immediately at the sight of it, John Candy is playing racquetball while smoking a cigarette in the racquetball court. <laughs> He's wearing like a full sweatsuit. And then Tom Hanks is wearing these like little short shorts and a like a t-shirt under a polo shirt. And it's so good. And just like seeing the two of them together is oh that I was just like laughing hysterically before they said anything. Just that visual. And Did so, you notice when John Candy hands Tom Hanks his beer and Tom Hanks just puts it in his little short yeah, shorts? Yeah, like, he puts it in his back pocket. Puts it in his back pocket. The other thing I was really impressed by is they're like, okay, it's, it's my serve. And John Candy serves it and then hits it against the wall and then it comes back and hits him in the face mm-hmm. and he falls over. I saw that and I was like, whoa, that's really impressive because it looks like that was really John Candy. Yeah. And he hit it against the wall and got it to bounce. That's really, have you guys played racquetball? No. It's hard to do it that precise. It's hard to get the ball to bounce back and like, he had to hit himself in the face. So you're saying John Candy was doing his own stunts, huh? And he was. I looked. I looked it up. It, like that was really John Candy. Oh, really? And he did it in one take. Wow! Yeah. What a, what a treasure we lost. Oh, was that his real hair? It was his real hair. That was the most <laughs> impressive part. He grew his own hair for this movie. So I I love that. didn't even have a stunt double for the hair. <laughs> a hair double. Yeah. Where? Wait, I have another I have another John Candy moment that was okay. like my favorite in the movie. Which is when Tom Hanks is all is all wasted at that wedding and he's got his face in the in the pretzels and he's he's just like drunkenly talking to John Candy and he's like, Oh, I'm on the bar <laughs> and John Candy goes, You're on the bar <laughs> <laughs> he's just like 
so condescending to him. And he's like, you gotta get off the bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me get this chair out of the way. Just lets him fall to the ground. That's my favorite. I I loved seeing John Candy and Tom Hanks together. Like, there were all these scenes where John Candy would, like, give Tom Hanks a noogie. And Uh there was, like, a part where he, like, starts kissing his head. And he's just, I love this guy's head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have, they have, Way better chemistry than uh, Madison, Daryl yeah. Hannah, and Tom Hanks. John Candy sure. actually auditioned for the role of Madison. Because oh he knew he had such good chemistry with Tom Hanks. And wow. he would be such a good mermaid. They turned mermaid. him down? They turned him down. What? Oh, we actually haven't talked about Eugene Levy at all. Yeah. So Eugene Levy is a scientist who's convinced that mermaids exist. and Eugene Walter Levy, as I, as I have him in my notes. Yes. Walter Cornbooth. <laughs> Walter Cornbooth. And so he sees a newspaper article about Madison and realizes, just from a very brief encounter with her underwater, realizes that, oh, this is the same person, and goes back to Manhattan to chase her Well, down. I think it's implied that he's seen her before, that he's been searching for her for a while. Oh, I thought this was her, his first time no, seeing her. No, I think that, I think he's supposed oh. to have been working on this for a long time. Okay. Well, I know he's been working on it for a long time. And, we don't and know knew that he's about seen her. her. I thought. I thought uh, that that was what okay. they're trying to say. In so the movie. he also Tom they Hanks were exes, is right. <laughs> they had dated. <laughs> yeah, they had dated. Oh, okay. Tom Hanks incredibly easy to find in this movie because very easy. Eugene Levy just sees a picture of Daryl Hannah in the paper, and then the next scene shows up at Tom Hanks's apartment. It's like, okay, yeah, I know where Tom Hanks is, just right. because I, I see Daryl Hannah in the paper. So he's. I feel like I was thinking about you because I know you don't like looming danger in a movie. And oh, Eugene Levy yeah. was looming danger. He's he's always out to get them. True, true. Yeah, I think the it it it's a little different when it's an a, a movie for for adults. <laughs> you, an adult you almost film. said adult movie again. <laughs> um, I I think it just it's just a little bit different somehow. Yeah. And I think when it's a kids movie and there's the the impending doom factor, it tends to be like the whole movie constantly. Yeah. Like Finding Nemo, come on, people! That movie was can give some people a heart attack. That was oh, ridiculous. So then there's this this like odd exchange of gifts. So Tom Hanks comes home one day and gives Daryl Hannah. It's like a snow globe with two people dancing inside, right. and that. I didn't remember that at all, but it's a strange gift because it doesn't, it seems like it should be meaningful and it's not. It doesn't ever come up again. It doesn't seem like it ties into anything. I kind of thought it was just sort of like something cute with a little music that he thought, she's never seen anything before. Maybe she'll like this. (laughs) (laughs) This is entertaining, right? (laughs) See music. (laughs) Her gift to him is a big deal. Yeah. She sees that he likes this fountain in a park because it's got a mermaid on it. And she trades it for her necklace? Her necklace, which apparently is very valuable. Very valuable. And, and he knows somehow that her necklace is very important. Yeah. Just like right from the start. Yeah. He's like, hey, where's, like, where's that Where's that $100,000 necklace you're Where's that necklace? She's very concerned about so it. So she, she gets it. Does Tom, in the movie, is Tom supposed to like, it's, it's like a giant fountain, like a giant cement fountain that she installs in his bedroom. Right. So it takes up his, like, his entire bedroom. Is he happy in the movie that she did this, or is he no, being polite? No, he's, he's being polite. I thought he was, because right after that, he tells her that he loves her. 
I mean, I think he's happy about the gesture. About the gesture, yeah. he doesn't really want a giant <laughs> fountain in his bedroom. Yeah. The other thing I, I thought was funny in that bedroom scene. Did you guys notice the photo on the nightstand of Tom Hanks and John Candy? I did notice that. Yeah. It's just a like a picture of them from earlier in right, the movie. Right. Like they're wearing, they're the, wearing same the same outfits oh, really? from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, John Candy's wearing that like velvety red suit yeah. with, the, with the white scarf. It seemed just like lazy on there. They're like, ah, we don't have time to have them wear different outfits we'll for this picture. We'll just put this picture up that we took on on the first day of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> so they they do that gift exchange. I thought that was that was kind of a weird gift exchange on on both their parts. And throughout, there's this <laughs> this <laughs> what you guys? Oh, I just totally agree. Strange <laughs> gifts. <laughs> so. Throughout, there's this backstory where they're trying to, to close this big business deal. And so to do it, Tom Hanks has to go to this dinner with the president of the United States. Right. That was bizarre. And that's that's like not really a big deal to him. It's it's sort of like if he got invited to like... Like a wedding. A wedding. He yeah. Really he's like, yeah, oh, he like okay, I'll go to this. Grudgingly was like, going. I guess yeah. I got to go to this president dinner. Right. <laughs> he's like, oh, also, can I bring Madison instead of John Candy? Because... I want to, like, do something fun with, with Madison. Yeah. The, otherwise, this thing was going to be so boring. So they're they're heading into that. But before that, they have this dinner together. And Tom Hanks, in a very roundabout way, asks Madison if she'll marry him. Right. This is after they've known each other for, like, three days. And she tells him that she can't. And he's really hurt and, like, very pouty. Cue the whining. Yeah, he's so whining. So whiny. Yeah. And this is another part where he is, like, very unlikable, that he's so... He, like, felt so entitled to marry her after three days. He's so... He skates... They're ice skating. He skates away. Yeah, he skates away by a, himself. In a tizzy. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's tizzied out. And he's all in a bunch. Yeah, he's just so mean to her. She's she's apologetic that she can't marry him after three days of knowing him. And did you see the cute outfit she's wearing? Come on! Yeah, very she's cute outfit. She's wearing a cute outfit. Got all her Bloomingdale stuff. And then she goes to the water and she's like... Debating just going back in. Debating going back in, which I think the only reason they show that is to show her start... It's a very titillating scene. She's un, she's undoing the... The oh yeah! String of her her dress, yeah. like she's about to get nakies. Yeah, but then she doesn't. Yeah, and so then, because Tom Hanks is so pouty, Daryl Hannah does agree to marry him, mm-hmm. and I think she's still kind of holding back. She she still tells him that she has this terrible secret to tell him, and so he's like, "Okay, great, great," um, and he's like, "We can get married immediately." He's like very insistent that they get married, and he's right like, away. Let's go get blood tests. Yeah. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's what we were talking... Allegra and I were, like, confused what? about that. Hang on. Why are you and Allegra talking about the movies? There's no talking about the movies before you There's no talk- talking about the movies between you guys. I'm allowed to talk about it with non-Dusty VCR hosts. Whoa, 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 whoa. We were not under that impression. We did well, not you know... you only know each other, we so We did there's... not know we had to get blood tested <laughs> to get married to each other. We did not know that we had to get blood tests for this podcast. You can talk to people about it, the movie, that are not on the podcast. I'm saving every one of my thoughts for oh. this precious moment I'm, that we're I'm here cultivating right my now. thoughts with others before I come to the podcast. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, what did we, you guys talk we about? Were, we, were wondering, we were wondering if that was related to the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. But we in 1984, we weren't sure if they were already blood testing for that. 
I took it as like, oh, let's make sure we're not related. That's possible. No, I think that's that's the other possibility. Interesting. I think, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's still a thing. Are any of you guys married? Yeah, we're married. Right. We didn't have to get a blood test. Didn't have to get a blood test. But we that's did have to do uh, 23 and Me 23 before and May. <laughs> this podcast sponsored by 23 and Me. <laughs> so he's also just like totally ignoring everything Daryl Hannah says to him. She's like, I got a terrible secret to tell you. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And she's like, tell, let's... Tell me in the car. Whatever. Yeah. She's like, let's... We, we need to have discussion. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we also need to get married right now, right now, right now. So... Eugene Levy is throughout this been trying to throw water on Daryl Hannah, but he keeps mistaking other people for Daryl Hannah. And so the final time he tries to to get Daryl Hannah covered in water, he decides the best place to do it is at a scene where the president of the United States is going to be speaking. And he sneaks in this thing that looks like a gun. Right. Which is like crazy that that's the place he does it. Or like a flamethrower or something. And he somehow manages to get a hold of his gun and squirt Madison and she gets wet and turns into a mermaid. And everybody's like, oh, my God, she's a mermaid. Tom Hanks totally bitches out. He's yeah. Like, oh, he's like, she has a tail. Ew. Oh, and he just, he just abandons her. Like, yeah. all the police come and seize Madison and throw her in a car. And Tom Hanks doesn't say anything. And he's pissed. He's pissed off. All about Tom. Oh, all about Tom. My girlfriend's a mermaid. I oh, did. She got splashed. She's really hot. Oh, she's making out with me. I I did like so right after that they also capture Tom Hanks because they know that he was with her and they make him sit stand naked in a tank and so you just see the scene of Tom Hanks completely naked covering his crotch and he's like why does so what they're gonna show all the female parts but we can't see no man parts in yeah. this movie well Daryl was with that. it's was only often PG. covered by hair <laughs> no big deal come yeah. on. Get the wangs out. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not a fish. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he's not a fish. But also they're like very confident in how mermaids behave after finding one. Right. So they let him go and then seem totally disinterested in him after that. I like how they blindfold him so that he can't they tell the way. They don't interview him. They don't like <laughs> yeah. nothing. Like, they blindfold him and send him, like they kick him out of a van blindfolded at his own house. So like he couldn't know the way to his house. And then it's later revealed the, their lab is just the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> so, like, he couldn't know the way from the Museum of Natural History back to his own house. Like, this is a very secret lab. Nobody can know. Uh, Tom Hanks starts the whining. Starts, starts whining to everybody about, like, how he's been betrayed. And he, he whines to John Candy. That was another scene I loved. He's whining to John Candy about, like, how unfair it is that he finally found love and it's with a mermaid. And John Candy, like, tells him to shut up, which I appreciated. He's like, you know how happy you were? Like, a lot of people are never going to be that happy. I'm never going to be that happy. And then that makes him realize, oh, yeah, like, I shouldn't be so judgmental just that she's a mermaid. Yeah. So that makes him come around. And we, while this is happening, we also find out that Eugene Levy is regretful because the, the project got taken away from him. The government scientists are, are just treating him like shit, which is also funny because they're like, Oh, run along, run along, Walter. Maybe you can go find a unicorn. But it's like, he did find a mermaid. He found a mermaid. You guys all thought he was crazy, and he found a mermaid. Yeah, you <laughs> And they're all like, oh, what, what is this joke that just finds mermaids? <laughs> so he's kind of, like, ready to turn against them, too. And so Tom Hanks finds him, and they hatch a plan to steal Madison back. And I, I enjoyed that whole thing. So 
Eugene Levy brings Tom Hanks and John Candy in, saying that they're Swedish scientists visiting to, to see them. And the guard is like, oh, I'm, I'm half Swedish. And he starts speaking Swedish to them. And this is, I remember, do you remember uh, our parents not liking the scene? No. So they, they the guards are speaking Swedish to them. And then John Candy responds in Swedish. He, well, the, they first hem and haw a lot and don't know what to say. And then John Candy says to the guard in Swedish, hey, babe, I got a 12-inch penis. And the, the guard goes, okay, and then lets him in. <laughs> right. And so... <laughs> Our parents were like, why does that satisfy him? <laughs> well, I thought it was like the guard was like, what's the purpose of your visit? And he's like, I got a 12-inch cock. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he's like, okay, good enough. Go check out that mermaid. <laughs> She's horny as hell. <laughs> so, so they go in and then they pretend that the mermaid sprayed acid on John Candy's face and then they wrap up Daryl Hannah in the sheet and then they carry her out. Meanwhile, like, John Candy and Daryl Hannah have very different body types. <laughs> Nobody seems to question that, like, this person that they just talk about. Right, why didn't they wrap up Tom Hanks? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that would have been a lot made, more similar. That would have made a lot more sense. Uh, well, they can't wrap up Tom Hanks because then Daryl Hannah, they have to wrap up Daryl Hannah. But and they can't leave behind Tom Hanks because, well. Because they needed to have uh a moment. A moment. Yeah, they yeah. needed need to have a moment. Also, because John Candy had to be had to stay there for the comedic factor. Yeah. yeah. So then they are on this this wild chase. The the military is chasing after them, and they get to the water. <clears throat> Even though the military is hot on their tail, they they basically have time for this like five minute conversation right on the dock. And he gets her into the he gets he knows that she can get safely into the water, but he doesn't know if she could he should come after her. And then she reveals that she was actually the mermaid. She's been keeping that in her back pocket the entire time. She was the mermaid. When he was ten years old, that right. that saved him, and eight. she eight years old, and so she can, she reveals to him that if he goes in the water with her, she can keep him safe. He can be a mermaid with her. But he doesn't have a tail like her. He doesn't have a tail like her. He doesn't, he doesn't have the same body construction. Like no, how's he? How's he able to be okay underwater? He's just able to do it, and so he, he he's faced with this choice of leaving behind everything in his life or staying with Madison. And he decides to stay with his life, but then he sees the military come after her, and he's like, gotta go in the water. And he gets in the water, and boy, is he a good swimmer. Oh, yeah, I totally he's forgot for, about that. For so someone, good. For someone who can't swim. Can, has never swam at all. Swum, swam. He, swam, swimmed. swam, He swims so good. Yeah. He's just like, poo, 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 poo. He's uh-huh. just making those laps. And he's so fast. I like the fight scene, though. They're they're fighting underwater. Oh, yeah, that's it's, a good fight it's scene. It's very hard to make fighting underwater seem dramatic. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of Daryl Hannah hitting people in the face with her tail. Yep. And then at one point, Tom Hanks' big move is he bites somebody's thigh. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and then the movie just ends with uh, they, they get away from those military guys and they swim free in the ocean. And they're going to live together forever as mer people. And That's they can right. never go back. Even though Daryl Hannah seems to have no trouble going in and out. But for whatever reason, Tom Hanks, even though he still has legs. He can never go back. Never go back. <laughs> She's going to eat him. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that I actually forgot to talk about is Daryl Hannah. What did you guys think of Daryl Hannah's performance? She's just hot. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was very like, you know, I, I guess this is maybe what they were going for, but very kind of alien like, you know. Yeah. Like, just like a, a strange being. Yeah. She's just like sort of a plain, hot, 
woman. Right. <laughs> Plain hot, confused Plain hot. woman. I don't remember having any issue with her acting when I watched it as a kid. And then watching it as an adult, it did feel like she's just very one note. Yeah. And not she's that interesting She's basically to watch. a Barbie doll. She's a Barbie basically doll. Yeah, a she's Barbie a Barbie doll. doll. Yeah. Which is, I mean, as we all know, Barbies, all they're good for is having sex. Yeah. So. <laughs> but what I that's did. That's what they're made for. They're, they're toys so that yeah. kids can learn about <laughs> how to, sex. How to have, have their toys have sex. <laughs> yeah. But the things I really did appreciate was I felt like she committed in a lot of places. She did a lot of scenes where she's underwater. And that's that has to be really hard. She's underwater for a long time. She's swim, swimming in that shipwreck. She's like... And then there's that scene where she's in the restaurant and she orders lobster and just starts biting into the lobster, like, right through the shell and seems so into it. I appreciated that. Just, like, how... Just, mm, like, that's just her best work. Mm-hmm. That's, that's her best work. Eating the lobster. But I read that she she's a vegetarian, and so she to do that scene, they had to scoop out the lobster, lobster, fill it with tofu, so that she could eat it. Oh. And then after every scene, she would cry because she felt so bad for the lobsters. Oh my god! Which is impressive, given like how intense she seemed to be enjoying it when Whoa. in the movie. That is intense that is commitment. Did you guys notice that there was a connection to one of our previous Dusty VCR movies? Well, aside from just Eugene Levy. Um, Two of the writers are the same as Multiplicity. Brian Grazer? No, not Brian Grazer. Uh, It's like Babalu Mandel and... They they actually had bit parts in this. But yeah, two of the writers were the same as the writers for Multiplicity. Oh. Yeah. Which is why Eugene Levy was in both of them. Yeah, they love that Eugene. Actually, that's not. Uh, Eugene Levy was in it because... Oh, oh, sorry. No, that actually could be. <laughs> I was thinking, like, <laughs> they didn't put him in because of multiplicity. <laughs> because I know the reason Eugene Levy's in Splash is because John Candy recommended him. Oh. But... Was he pretty unknown before then? No, he was already on SCTV, which is, like, a big Canadian... It was, like, the Canadian SNL. Okay. So, yeah, he was known for that. But John, they were both... John Candy and Eugene Levy were both on it. Mm-hmm. Anything we didn't cover? Moral? What's the moral, oh, the moral. Of the story? Um, well, just based based on the pattern of your morals, it's don't be your own mermaid. Don't be a mermaid, <laughs> or be a mermaid. And <laughs> we've done a lot of don't movies where somebody's lying about something in the yeah. entire movie. <laughs> yeah, don't be a mermaid, or do be a mermaid, but don't lie about it. <laughs> just so, tell the truth. Basically, the moral of all of these stories is to tell the truth. Tell the truth. I would say the moral is. Be willing to fall in love and not so judgmental about who you fall in love with. Yeah, it's really a story about uh, non-discrimination. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I are we wrote, thinking? In, oh. I also wrote some down uh, right at the end of the movie. I wrote, love always prevails and mm. love trumps science. Yeah. Yeah. What would what would give this in terms of whoops? I didn't really enjoy it. Yep. No. Nope. Zero whoops. Zero. Whoa. I, I didn't. It just didn't hold up to the Little Mermaid for me. I wasn't into the unrequited. Un, what's it? Unrequited. Unrequited. Unrequited mermaid love story. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was before the Little Mermaid, so Little Mermaid totally stole their idea. No, not really. The, well, that was, was one thing first. I was wondering: is uh, who came up with the the legs on land? fish in the sea dynamic. Yeah. I don't know cuz Little Mermaid was based on a book and I don't know how how it worked in the book. Right. Cuz in the in Splash, Eugene Levy is like, "You always taught me that mermaids have legs on land, but uh, they have fins in the sea." Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's been known 
for centuries. Lady in the street, but a, a fish, <laughs> fish, fish in the, the bed, <laughs> fish in the sheets. <laughs> now that you're saying that, I do like how in this movie he goes with her at the very end. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. I think if I'm remembering the end of Little Mermaid, I think she stays on land. She keeps her two legs. Oh, yeah, she does, I think. But, you know, the sea in The Little Mermaid is much more treacherous than the sea in Splash. Oh, this, there's a lot of impending doom, huh? Yeah. Earth also, Earth those movies, Ugh. like, sexy mermaids who aren't allowed to talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up with that, huh? Yeah. So, Rachel, what? how many whoops do you give it? Oh, I think I, I whooped it earlier. Three oh, quarters you, of a whoop. Three quarters of a whoop. I would give it half a whoop. Yeah. Yeah, I... I liked it. I think it's it's worth seeing, but it I think didn't quite hold up. John Candy gives it the three quarters of a week. Yeah, John That's Candy was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I did want to say a line that I liked uh, after Tom Hanks and his first girlfriend break up, and he's like realizing, you know, what he wants and da 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 and ba ba ba. He uh, realizes that you know he does want to fall in love and have kids, and he says that he wants a child and he wants to see him play a tooth in a school play. Oh I yeah, that was I like so that. cute. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me. There was a, a Eugene Levy line I loved where. So, oh, I forgot to talk about that. Eugene Levy, I feel like I wish I, I saw the warmth from Tom Hanks that we see from Eugene Levy. Because oh. once Eugene Levy realizes how badly they're treating her, he see, feels really bad. And he's he's looking at her in the tank and he takes off his glasses and they have a moment together. Yeah. Tom Hanks never really has a moment like that with her. So you're saying Eugene Levy should have really ended, ended up with Daryl Hannah. Mm, agreed. Wow. They but, did have a kiss. They had yeah, a kiss. they did. The girl just was kissing everybody. <laughs> I loved Eugene Levy. Like once he's he comes around as a good guy, and he has one of my favorite lines in the movie is they're they're saying how nice he is. He's like, "I'm a nice guy. If I had friends, you could ask him." Right. <laughs> so I love that Eugene Levy line. I also like another Eugene Levy line, which is, "What a week I'm having." Oh yeah, yeah. he keeps saying that. Yeah, Eugene Levy. What a what a great guy in this movie. Okay. We, we now turn to a segment called Xena Thinks. This is, this is our first segment of Dusty VCR. And in this segment, we've taken some movie posters from the 90s. We've taken out the titles. And Xena is going to look at these movie titles. Uh, we're going to tell her the tagline of these movies. And Xena is going to tell us what she thinks the titles of these movies are, who the actors in them are, and what she thinks the movies are about. So Xena, are you ready for Xena Thinks? Ready. So the other part of it, I should mention is Rachel ahead of time has written down what she thinks Xena thinks. And Which, it was hard to come up with like every piece of it. Well, you guys share a single mind, so I think it's pretty easy. Sure, sure. So you you perfectly have predicted everything Xena's gonna say. Yeah. Well, I have at least the titles for each one and then I I just wrote a tiny little bit for a couple of them. Okay. I'm gonna get my candy out of here. Okay, we're moving the candy. John okay. Candy's on the table. So this is the first one. This is the first one, and I do know this one. You know this movie. This is Nutty Professor with okay. Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. Um, inside, okay, and the, the... Yeah, you didn't even need the tagline. The tagline was, Inside Sherman Clump, a party animal is about to break out. Yeah. So what's what's your memory of the Nutty Professor? What happens in it? Gosh, I mean, I, I, I know that I've seen this movie, but I actually, I don't really remember what happens. Um, if you had to guess based on this poster. Eddie Murphy is... <laughs> is a professor he falls in he does fall in love with a beautiful woman yeah. gosh um <laughs> let's see um and they they get together and they 
fuck all over his lab. I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of farting. Oh, there's remember a the lot farting? of farting? Okay. Nope, I don't remember that. Yeah, there's a lot of farting scenes with his family. Yeah. Um, Who he plays every member of. Oh, that. yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. So I didn't do such a good job on this one because I guessed the title wrong. <laughs> what was your guess? The Clumps. Well, the Clumps, he, which oh, is a su- movie. The sequel, yeah. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I was, I put that down, and I didn't remember anything about it. She must have been it. really stupid. <laughs> you thought the movie was going to be called The Clumps. <laughs> That's what I thought it was called. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So up next. Up next. Okay. Let's so, see. Oh, this one's less familiar. This one's less familiar. Can you describe what you're seeing? Um, yeah, so it is like the outline of uh, of a per- person's head um, and shoulders, and there's a door into the outline of the head, and there's three people in it, two of which I definitely recognize. Do you want to take a guess at their names? Um. Oh, the, the tagline is, ever wanted to be someone else? Now you can. Yeah, so these guys are John Lennon. (laughs) Surprisingly close. (laughs) And um, who is she? I know. I feel like either I know her or maybe she's an actress that is... This one's really hard because everybody that's in it looks very different than how they normally look. Especially the woman that you're talking about. Especially the woman. And actually in the poster, the actress, I think they used a different actress in the movie. That's the woman who's actually in the movie. Is it Jessica Alba? No. Looks like her. <laughs> and the other lady in the back. Um, You'll never guess. I, it's it's not it's, the woman who's actually in the movie. I don't know why they, oh, they put, put in a fake woman on the poster. Kind of like Morticia from the Adams Family, maybe. Yeah. So what do you think the movie's called? So the title of the movie is um, My Friend Larry. Okay. Correct. <laughs> so these guys, they can't, they can't find Larry. And the <laughs> only way to find him is to go inside his mind and ah. kind of backtrack um, all, the, all the steps that got Larry to where he is today. Okay. And that... That requires um, space travel. So they have to go underwater, actually, to find a porthole to space, um, which they open the door, uh-huh. shown in the picture, and, uh-huh. and they can peek inside inside Larry's, Larry's mind. Yep. And they find him. That's exactly right. And they find him. He's with Madison, and he became a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I picked it because it was a good crossover with Splash. <laughs> So, Rachel, what was your prediction? My prediction was that she was going to title it Little Cave Office Mind. Uh, but I knew that she wasn't going to know any of the names of the people. I didn't have guesses as to what she was going to think they're called. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what I've got. So the person you thought was John Lennon is John Cusack. Mm. So close on the John. Very close. The, the woman in the front is Cameron Diaz from There's Something About Mary... And the mask, and uh-huh. uh huh. And the woman in the back is supposed to be Catherine Keener. It's she's not in this poster. Catherine Keener is the woman from Forty Year Old Virgin. She's the love interest in Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh, okay. And the movie is called Being John Malkovich. So it's the outline of John Malkovich's head. Oh. And they do have to go inside his head. Uh huh. They find this portal that leads that lets you control John Malkovich. Oh. And then they start selling, they make it a business where you can go on the portal and become okay. John Malkovich. And then, then hijinks ensue. Cool. I've seen parts or all of this movie and it oh. sounds like I wasn't too far off. <laughs> yeah. You did pretty good. 
Okay. Oh, man. So the tagline of this movie is, for Harry and Lloyd, every day is a no-brainer. Gosh, I should know this one. Oh. Um, what, what are you seeing? Uh, it is um, like two goofy guys, and they're pulling each other's ears and hair. And I think that's Jim Carrey and uh, some dude that kind of looks like Gene Wilder. Is that Gene Wilder? <laughs> <laughs> It's like it looks like the Two Stooges or something. Yeah, <laughs> the movie is called The Two Stooges. <laughs> um, yeah, The Two Stooges, and these guys just uh, live together and do goofy uh, April Fools jokes on everyone. But you, this doesn't look familiar to you. I don't know what it is. No. Okay. I mean, yes, it does look familiar, but yeah. I don't. I can't place it. Okay. So the plot is they live together and play April Fool's jokes on each other? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's actually pretty close. <laughs> what What is the reveal? So, Rachel, what did you think? Oh, yeah. Well, I thought you were going to know it. It's Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, I never saw Dumb and Dumber. Really? Uh-uh. That's shocking. I thought you were a yeah, Jim, Jim Carrey person. I do love Jim Carrey. Yeah. Hmm. That's such a And classic. did you think she would know the actors? I thought, I wrote down that she would know Jim Carrey. Ah, uh, yeah. So the other guy is Jeff Daniels. So, yeah, like, I mean, it's at least the beginning of the movie. They live together, and they they live in, like, a really crappy apartment, and they do prank each other a lot through, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, Jim Carrey finds a... He, like, falls in love with this woman, and he finds her briefcase, and he's, like, trying to get it back to her. And it's got a bunch of money in it because her husband's been kidnapped. I see. Yeah, I gotta watch this one. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Xena got 37 points. Rachel got 32 points. So that was a, a pretty good game of Xena Thinks. All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. So you can find us online at DustyVCR.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. At, we're at the DustyVCR on all those. And thanks to our sponsor, Luthiers, in East Hampton, Massachusetts, for uh, providing equipment. And our other sponsor, 23andMe, for... Uh, Figuring out that we're related. Yeah. <laughs> You can't be married, even though you just went ahead with the marriage anyway. Right. So that's all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.